Welcome to Conversation Mill. Join me as I talk to individuals stepping out to pursue their passions, from small business owners to community leaders, and learn with me how we can work together to support our local communities and local economies. Visit conversationmill.com to learn more, but now please join us in conversation. Where do you go if you want right counsel, right lessons, and right company? Do you have a sister, a soul sister, soul brother, a spiritual teacher, none, all three? Well, today I'm talking to the Yatra sisters, who will be your new go-to. On their podcast of the same name, Yatra Sisters, that can be found on all your favorite listening platforms, Allison and Sharita bring humor, inquisitiveness, and experience to topics we are all encountering daily. They bring their individual and unique perspectives to each episode, blending the modern advice format with humor and spiritual teachings. We had a blast recording this episode, digging into who the Yatra sisters are and how they think about and approach conversations. We start there, but we cover so much more. Join us now in conversation. Who are the Yatra sisters? <laughs> mm, that's deep. Um, it is. So... Like we're, I honestly think we are too, I know it's going to sound weird. I don't even like to say humans. Mm. Like, I think we're beyond that. Wow. I do. I think because <laughs> wow. and yes. I, who knew that the Hunter sisters were beyond human. We are beyond human. I mean, <laughs> okay. we're, yes. we're energy and body form. Yes. Right. But I think more than anything, like when Allison told me what the word Yatra means, which is journey, like Mm-hmm. our journey is what's most important to us. And I think that's what connects us. And we're on a journey together right now. And who knows where the hell it's going, but it's fun. Yes. It's a lot of fun. So yeah. yes, I think the Yatra sisters are on a journey to have fun, but I know in our heart, we want to be purposeful and serve in the mm-hmm. best way we know how, and that is through being vulnerable and helping others lift off shame, pain, mm-hmm. guilt, through humor, for God's sake. Yes. Sometimes we need to laugh at our suffering um, instead of cry, and then maybe cry, and then maybe laugh. Mm-hmm. Um, but the biggest thing I think we are, Dr. Sisters, okay, is that we're sisters. We we yeah. we were talking. We were both talking. We have sisters, yeah. and I yeah. said, "What do people do that don't have sisters?" Mm. I have sisters that I call religiously for anything and everything that goes astray in my life, whether it's something I've done stupid or I'm proud of, or I need help with. Um, and then Sharita became like a sister, uh, not, you know, biological sisters and mm-hmm. you know, friend sisters. Yeah, absolutely. And I thought, well, we should be this for everybody. Yeah. Yeah. And be, yeah, sisters, especially for people who don't have a sister that they feel like they can go to. Yes. Yeah, we talked about that too. Yeah. And did you start this journey as a podcast or did this start in a different form? <laughs> who came up with the podcast idea? <laughs> Well, it started with Bigfoot. Yes. Like, for real. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, uh-huh. Yeah. Um, that's how you know you have found your, your friend, your, your soulmate Your friend. forever friend. We um, but then we realized that was a dream that seemed really, really big at the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we decided to take um, that and make it small and smaller and smaller, down to, like, small foot. <laughs> yeah, because we want to make a movie, basically, is how... That started is we want to and we're going to. That's we are going to make yeah. our Bigfoot movie. Yeah, but we wanted something smaller. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So then we started thinking about smaller movies, and then it started thinking about movies that would help people, documentaries. Mm-hmm. And then one day she comes into the yoga studio, and I really didn't give her much of an option. She didn't. I went around the corner and I said, "Hey, we're going to start a podcast." And she ambushed me like, <laughs> "Hey," and I was like, "Hey." Yeah. And it's going to be about people calling in and talking to their sisters and we're doing it. You did. And Trita said, okay. Mm-hmm. That was it. And yeah. you guys do about half hour, 40 minutes. Mm-hmm. How do you pick your topics? Because there's mm-hmm. been several different topics and we can get into some of them. Mm-hmm. I love the d- blame it on my roots one. Mm-hmm. Um, I love the uh, sorting yes. one about sorting yeah. our thoughts. Yeah. So where do the ideas for the episodes come from? We don't know until we show up that day. Yes. Um, we don't know until we show up that day, and we don't know what the other one is going to say. So if you hear a lot of laughter, it's genuine. 
because we're talking and Allison might say something. I'm looking at her like, oh my God, did you really just say that? And But it's not in a negative way, but it's, she's revealing herself to me because our friendship and our sisterhood is still growing. So she's revealing new things to me that I'm learning about her. I'm revealing new sides of myself that she's learning. And I think that's what makes it really fun for us. And I think that comes across to people because I've had people say that, like, Mm -hmm. you guys obviously don't know, you know, I can tell when you laugh that you wasn't expecting it. And I was like, no. So. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I I mean, yeah, we do kind of wing it uh, the day of. However, I don't want to say we're 100% winging it. Um, I I think we think. Oh, you called me a liar just now? Yes, I did. I called Sharia a liar. <laughs> and our next podcast will be Liar Liar. Pants on fire, right? <laughs> that is great. Please I mean, invite me for that episode. You want to come? Because I think we all, we would have endless guests who are Liar Liar, Pants on Fire. <laughs> no, I mean, during the week, I am thinking about what I might be struggling with, what I'm feeling, my interactions I've had. I always try to think about reality, me in life, what are some of the things we need to talk about in life? Mm-hmm. So it is bouncing in the background of our heads throughout the week. Uh, we mm-hmm. may not be talking to each other, but I definitely have things in my head. Yeah. Um, and then we don't hundred percent wing it cause we have done that a couple of times and that was awful. So we try to come up with the idea yeah. And then I do try to go to either my books or my notes of years of yoga counseling and try to find uh, an actual lesson <laughs> that goes with it. Yeah. If we don't have an actual lesson, there was one we didn't, and that was jump. And I told you, I mm-hmm. don't like this. This literally is starting with me jumping into this podcast oh. with no no foundation to go on. But oh, that, that was, was good. That I kind of like that though. I like yeah. that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Especially for that episode. Like, yeah. You for just that episode. Have to jump. Yes. Do it. And that was, that was, I like it. Like, I don't mind jumping. Allison is more, um, I'm more of a jumper. Yes, you are. We did. We discovered that on that podcast. Mm-hmm. Allison is more neat things planned. Uh huh. Yes. And so in that, so in that regard, she's right. Like, I'll just go in and be like, Hey, why don't we talk about this? She was like, well, let's talk about this. But she'll, she does have 30 years of like data behind what she's talking about. Mm. I don't have that. (laughs) So so she will have, you know, when we're talking about, we do discuss the topic the day of the podcast, you know, she'll get out her notebook and she'll write some key points down. Um, but I, that's, but that's it. The conversation yeah. is organic, but I, organic. I do try to anchor, anchor with yeah. a lesson, something mm-hmm. that's going to help up. I don't want somebody to listen to it and not have something to take away. Hey, that made a difference. Right. Mm-hmm. That was a little bit of a nugget that I can actually use today. Yeah. Yeah. And you guys kind of mentioned it a little bit in answering the first question about the mission of what you guys are doing, the Yatra sisters, the podcast, but can you expound on that a little bit? Cause like you just said, you want somebody to take a nugget away and have something applicable to apply to their life yes. or relationship or whatever it may be. Mm-hmm. So talk to us a little bit more about the mission of the podcast. Well, we just happened to have gone to Asheville, Becky, mm-hmm. and had a corporate meeting. Um, and we took notes at our corporate meeting and we wrote our mission statement. Do you remember it, Sharita? Because I do. I love that. Girl. I remember it, but the way you say corporate. I know. I just <laughs> wanted to say that. It was a corporate at all. Sharita there was just... alcohol. There was prosciutto. There was pink pajamas. I mean, it really. It Playing was... music to the trees late at night. Up in oh, yeah. Okay. Awesome. But so our that, corporate. Yeah. That sounds like a great corporate yeah. meeting. It was an excellent and, corporate meeting. Yeah. But we did write our mission. We did. We were serious. We did get. Yeah. We were serious. We were serious. Yeah, we did. Okay. It is. To enlighten, empower physical, mental, and spiritual selves through right counsel, mm-hmm. right lessons, right, right company. company. Yeah. What is right counsel? Oh, okay. Us. <laughs> <laughs> 
right, counsel, yeah. is I do believe I have yeah. invested at this point. I don't think I could have said this 10 years ago. I don't mm-hmm. think I could have said this 15 years ago. I couldn't have said it 20 years ago, but I have finally hit that mark. Turning 50 mm-hmm. is really powerful. It's, I, it's like finally being seasoned. Like mm-hmm. I've, been, I've been in the, mm-hmm. uh, the bowl long enough with my seasoning. Yeah. That I feel that I have done a lot of research in both Western psychological boards as well as Eastern philosophy. Mm-hmm. I've bridged them together and I have found the answers that really do make a difference. Mm-hmm. So I feel that I am pretty good right counsel. I've done the work for you. There's a lot of and I'm using quotations, right counsel podcasts out there Mm -hmm. per se. Some are really well known. Like I can think of Brene Brown Mm -hmm. as like one, especially guilt and shame and specifically dealing with emotions or identifying emotions. Mm -hmm. I would tell anybody like, that's a really good go-to source or podcast. Absolutely. Um, So what do you think separates out your podcast? Because there's also some yeah. quote unquote right counsel podcasts that I'm like, whew, I don't, <laughs> yeah, I can take a piece of that. But right. that's, I know the answer from this too because of our corporate meeting. <laughs> <laughs> okay, go. I know, I feel like this is a family feud and I didn't know I was going to know so many answers. Can I hit the button, Trina? Go ahead. Yeah, you were pretty nervous for not knowing the questions. I know, Sharita. I can't believe I know all of these. That's right. I have only Sharita-specific questions asked. Oh, oh, okay. Perfect. Okay. I was like, oh. We drew a picture a a while back, and we drew three circles. One circle has Oprah in it, or Brene Brown. Yeah. Uh, The next circle is Kevin Hart, and the third circle is Deepak Chopra, Swami Satchidananda, Dalai Lama. We were saying there's uh, the market for Brene Brown. Oprah has been taken the modernized information that you need to feel mm-hmm. better. Mm-hmm. Um, the Deepak Chopra, Swami Satyadananda's Dalai Lama, the serious spiritual doctrine mm-hmm. that's been cornered. And then you have Kevin Hart, who he has managed to become so funny. People welcome him into their homes, into their lives. Right. So we wanted to make sure that our material, whatever we put out, mm-hmm. has to appease all three of them. That's what makes us different. Yeah. Because oh. I, I truly believe if you listen to any of our podcasts, you are going to get all three of those things. Yes. Yeah. I would definitely agree with that. And I love that you guys bring humor to the topics you're talking about. Because you could go on some of your episodes and just be, it could be super serious. Mm-hmm. And it right. could be very emotional. And, it could, and it's not that they're not emotional. You're bringing up emotional topics, even like blame it on my roots. Like you could have gotten into some deep family stuff with Mm -hmm. that. You guys keep it digestible, but also bring it to a deeper level. So if somebody wants to leave your podcast Mm -hmm. and go deeper, they now have resources. Absolutely. We were just talking about that too. Um, Because one of the things we want people to do is explore their space and become curious about your own space and Mm -hmm. ask more questions Take what we say, because, you know, at the end of the day, it's 30 minutes of conversation with us. Mm-hmm. But we want you to take that and dive deeper into yourself, because that's truly where you're going to find freedom. You're going to remove the guilt and shame. Um, and you're just going to have a more fulfilled life because you enjoy yourself more. I don't think we enjoy ourselves enough. I think you really enjoy yourself, Sharita. Yes. <laughs> I know, like, enjoyment is my big word. Like, that is my word I use all the time. Enjoy your day. Enjoy so what your she's life. really saying is be more like her right counsel. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I that's like her that. right counsel. And, and she's right company, it, too. Wasn't it right company? I was yeah, she's, say, right, she's right, company. right company. And you know what's funny sure. is Allison is, I love this. So our first episode, podcast episode, was Man Talk, Woman Talk. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. She is so great at translating what I'm saying and make <laughs> it sound amazing. And it's exactly what I wanted to say. So whenever she's like, what I think Sharita's saying, I'm like, <laughs> she got it. She already knows. Yes. So, yeah, yes. I so that. I'm the right counsel. Sharita is right company. Right company. There, mm-hmm. there you go. And yes. she is. I love oh, that. Thank you. Yes. I love that. So this podcast is also about conversations. Mm-hmm. So I want to dig into the topic of conversations with you guys. Okay. What is the last meaningful conversation outside of your podcast you each have feel like you've had with someone? I was I will outside say this. of the podcast. Outside of the podcast, I had a conversation today. Um, 
And it was with like one of my best friends, Carlos. I put his name out there. I don't think he cares. I use it. Um, and are we talking about the magical Carlos <laughs> that does our reflexology? I'm yes, going to get real are. serious here for a minute. For mm-hmm. our listeners in Greenville, South Carolina, who have not been to Carlos for reflexology, mm-hmm. you want to talk about right mm-hmm. company? 100%. Yes. Mm-hmm. So shout out free ad for Carlos reflexology. Absolutely. Uh, at Fleet Feet. Say at yes. Fleet Feet. Um, yes. Okay. Sorry. Yeah, no, thank you for he's doing a great, that. He's, he's a amazing. great person to have conversations with. So Amazing. And I'm blessed to have that conversation with him. So we were talking today and we were talking about um, just health wise. We we're often talking about health and sending different text messages and checking in on each other. And we were talking about mirror work. And that's something that I talk about that I do a lot, which I will look at myself. And we had a conversation about that, but mm-hmm. I will look at myself in the morning whenever and I would say, you know, Shrita, you're amazing. Shrita, you're a badass. Shrita, you got this. Like different things I will tell myself because I used to have a hard time looking at myself in a mirror and telling myself, you know, Shrita, I love you. It's very difficult for me to say that. I could tell you, yeah, I love myself, but to look at myself and say it was very difficult. And once I started doing that, it changed a lot. And Carlos, you know, he experienced the same thing. And so we were talking about that from a health perspective this Mm -hmm. morning um, about, you know, just saying uh, Louise Hay is someone that he and I talk about a lot. And, you know, she does mirror work. And well, she talked about mirror work. And so we were taught that was a very meaningful conversation to me because like I can talk about health and, and spirituality and well-being all day. So we had that conversation this afternoon, actually. Can I ask you why, if you're comfortable sharing it, yeah. used to be hard to look in the mirror and say, I love the person, Sharita? Um, yeah, you can definitely ask. So I had a great childhood growing up. Um, you know, I got married at a young age, um, right out of high school, started my family right out of high school. And I think for me, it was hard for me to say, Sharita, I love you because for so long, my life wasn't about me. It was about everybody else. So I could shower anybody else with love and I could hug anybody um, and say, I love you. But for me to say it to myself, I didn't feel like I felt it for me. Like it wasn't connecting to me. And so that was really hard for me when I looked at me and actually saw me. So I saw myself through everybody else's eyes, but it was just really hard for me to isolate myself from everybody else and just really look at myself. Wow. So yeah. 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 That's great. Allison, what do you think is the last meaningful conversation you had? Hmm. Well, mine was really super deep now that I think about it. Yeah. Uh, it was a very powerful conversation. Uh, and I laughed and told you I'm okay talking about anything vulnerable, but this is really vulnerable, mm. what I just had. I was home yesterday doing some research of trying to think of different avenues we'd go in and f- came across this documentary about um, the level of high school teachers grooming and having sex mm. with high school girls. Mm. So I began watching it, but the part that was bizarre to me is I was identifying with what these women were saying okay, over and over again. So my brain starts going, mm-hmm. was I molested? Couldn't think of anything. Did anything happen to me? And I kept going, kept going, mm-hmm. but I really identified with a long conversation we had driving back from Asheville where I was saying, Sharita, I've always been uncomfortable with anything overly sexual mm-hmm. or I've always tried to kind of keep a, a barrier there. I've never been wild. I feel very uncomfortable when people ask me questions about being wild. Where does that come from? I even said, I've always been uncomfortable with sexual partners up until my husband. Mm-hmm. Um, my current husband, thank God, was mm-hmm. probably the first person I've ever have felt safe and secure with. I'm 50 years old. Mm-hmm. And it dawned on me watching this documentary. I was 14, 14 years old. Yes, I said yes, but he was a senior. Mm. That is not no. consensual. No, no. That no. is not consensual. So I came downstairs to talk to my husband about it because mm-hmm. I've never had that revelation. That has never hit me. I'm 50 years old and it was the mm-hmm. first time it hit me. And what I started to talk to my husband about was, This is an unidentified Me Too movement. This is a Petri dish that I cannot be alone. Mm 
Mm-hmm. There has to be hundreds and hundreds of us that were freshmen that were preyed upon by seniors. Mm-hmm. And society is okay with it. Mm-hmm. We have them all shoved in together. Teachers are okay with it. Mm-hmm. Coaches know what's going on. Everybody knows it go, it's going on that seniors, 18-year-old boys, mm-hmm. are preying upon 14-year-old girls. Mm-hmm. And we're not discussing it. And it blew me away. And mm-hmm. my husband was very gracious to sit and talk to me about it for a good 30 minutes to an hour. Wow. So one, it's like, thank God for conversations that happen in documentaries thank and the God. art of creating those and the work that goes into those because mm-hmm. it's like, huge. Absolutely. And it's something we don't really think uh, no, about. We don't. Really. We don't Isn't no. that crazy? Yeah. So you guys are yeah. parents. I am mm-hmm. not. What conversations do you think we should be having with boys and girls? Mm-hmm. The ones that are already seniors or older mm-hmm. and are freshmen, are ninth graders, are what what are the conversations there yeah. to go because it's hard, especially once they're in high school. Like once they hit freshman year of high school, it's hard to sit down with them and be like, no, trust me, you're going to be mm-hmm. 45 years old one day being like, man, what is this Ugh, I still have in me? Or what is this block I have with this or that? And then mm-hmm. you're going to trace it back to this moment. Yeah. It's hard when you're 14, 15, 16 to go, yeah, right. Nope, I'm not going to be you when I grow up. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. So how do you think we shape those? And maybe there's not a right answer, right? Because all kids are different. But how I do we... I don't sh- think there's a right answer. Yeah, I think, yeah, you can. That? You're yeah. putting them into society. But I'll take girls if you take boys. I'll take boys. She'll take I'm boys. I'm a boy mom. I'll She's take a boy boys. mom. So not let her, let her give the boy advice. I'll give girl advice. Good at it. But yeah, with the advice. But I have some. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, raising my three sons, it was, you know, raising boys is easy and it's hard. It's easy because in my opinion, they don't cover up or plan or lie as well as girls can and do from my Mm -hmm. experience. Mm -hmm. Um, So it was easy in that regards that I kind of already knew what they were up to or what they were doing before they did it. Mm. It was hard because of the environment that I think over time we've created for boys to be tough, to conquer, to go after, to do this. And so, you know, especially if you play sports and you were a jock and girls were constantly, you know, attracted to you and wanting to talk to you anyway. So it's not like you had to work at anything. It was, it was there Mm -hmm. for me. I think uh, my, my conversation was a couple of things. So when they were young, I showed them a picture of what your private parts could look like if you go out here and do certain things and you catch certain diseases and mm. it they were like oh my god that can happen to me yes this is reality fear teaching correct yes. <laughs> correct so that was one thing i did but another thing i really stressed to do was for my sons to understand that it for you it's easy for you society has made it pretty easy if you approach a girl and say pregnancy happens it's so easy for you to walk away. Here is how her life is going to be affected. Um, just because you can walk away, you shouldn't. You know. Mm-hmm. So those were conversations that I used to have, and there is no right answer because you know I know my sons became sexually active at different ages, um, and so but I taught them the same things. But it's it's not only what you teach them; it's the environments that they're around too. Uh, the friends that they have are very important. The things that you allow them to do, the places that they go, and you can't pull. And I used to tell my sons, I can't police you 24-7. But what I can tell you is these are going to be some of the feelings that you're going to have. These are going to be some of the things that you want to do. If you decide to go do this, here are some ways to be safe for you. Here are some ways to make sure she's safe because her life is just as important as your life. Um, No means no. You know, no means no, I don't care in what situation. And don't even put yourself in a situation where you have to wonder if that no means no, because that means you're already in the wrong situation. Mm. So these are conversations that I've had over and over and over again. Um, And the sad thing is, is that while not sad thing, I'm grateful that my sons are all doing well in their lives. But the sad thing is I never know if they were in situations or put in those situations or if everything I said connected, I hope it did. 
Mm-hmm. But as parents, we can't watch all the time. But you can just preach and talk and talk until your head falls off. And hopefully it's enough to get them through that stage. Because I'm going to tell you, as a as a mom of three sons, I can't tell you how many young girls would come to me and talk to me with the hopes that if I like them enough, they can have access to my sons. Mm. So I knew that the pressure was out there from a female perspective towards them. But I also know that from a male perspective, I also know my sons see them. So it, it's a, to me, it's a difficult place to be in, especially in this society where everything is over-sexualized. And I think a lot of the role models that are out there for young girls that they see, they see the end result of what this grown woman is doing, but they don't understand it's for entertainment, it's for show, it's for this. But in reality, this is not how it really is. Mm-hmm. So I know I just went all over the place, but it's it's a hard it's hard on one way or the other. It's just difficult. Yeah. I'm going to female sum up Sharita's answer. Yes, go ahead. <laughs> Please do. What I'm impressed with is you said a lot and you said a lot. I did. I always do. No, yeah. I mean, I that's what's oh, impressive oh, oh. Yeah. is that you said a lot. I think the point of the story is you're the mom talking to the sons. Mm-hmm. Oh, and that okay. right there, I don't think you need to worry if it's right or wrong, correct, bad, is that you opened the conversation and you talked. Mm-hmm. You talked from a female perspective, from a male perspective, from everybody's. It could also be gay. It could be straight. It could be bi. It didn't matter. Mm-hmm. You talked and you said a lot. You said a lot. And that's important mm-hmm. because that's saying a lot is what it was all about. Who knows if it was right or wrong? You just mm-hmm. keep talking. Yeah. That part. Yeah. Got to keep talking. And that's what I think I just gathered from that. You had so much in your mind right there that you're like, oh, I remember this. I remember this. I remember that. You were displaying that you had multiple conversations with them. Mm-hmm. And that I think is 90% of the game. Thank you. Wow. Yeah. So you and know. I love that it was a conversation and not just a, yeah, there's moments as parents that you have to be like, no, mm-hmm. or yes. Mm-hmm. Or, and it's just mm-hmm. a one word answer. It's a one word decision or whatever. But when it comes to topics like this, it has to be a conversation mm-hmm. because absolutely. the minute you say no or absolutely not, or it's forbidden or turn off the TV, you can't see this. Mm-hmm. That's when it becomes the thing they want to go after. Well, right. sexuality isn't a no or a yes. Right. Right. That's, right. That's There right. is no yo- no or yes to the word sexuality or the conversation. That's very true. Yeah. Right. So, so both, daughters, yeah. ooh, daughters, um... Daughters, you say a lot, you have a lot of conversations, but here's the thing I think I can really anchor on. My daughter had two incidents that it didn't matter how wonderful of a mother I was. It didn't matter how much advice I gave her. It didn't matter how much power I gave her, education I gave her, support I gave her. She still was a female that still had exactly what everybody else is talking about and me too. Mm -hmm. And it happened twice, two times. Mm-hmm. And um, that's heartbreaking when you're the mother. She came to me immediately after both incidences. And as I sat with her and the tears that would come out of her eyes from it, one of the things I said to her is, darling, you're going up against a wave bigger than you and I. Mm-hmm. Because she said, why do I have to be the one to deal with this? Why did they not have to? Mm-hmm. We're going up against a wave, baby, bigger mm-hmm. than you and I. And I, you know, you can only heal yourself from this and take away that I did nothing wrong. I did nothing wrong. I should be allowed to be cute and sexy. Um, And maybe not the word sexy. I actually hate the word sexy. You know, just because a girl wants to wear something that's fresh and fun and trendy, why does it have to be considered sexy? You know, why, why do we always have to tame ourselves and worry and check ourselves Shouldn't it be that we should be able to co-mingle and not have to worry about that? Mm-hmm. Um, I did teach them. They both asked me when was the right age. And my answer to them was there is no magical at right age. What you're going to have to ask yourself is, are you emotionally ready? That was what I always told them. I can't tell you when you're going to be emotionally ready. One of you may be emotionally ready at 18. One of you may be emotionally ready at 32. <laughs> you know, I, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I don't know when that moment's going to happen. But just yeah. know once you do that, boy or girl is going to mm. open up a floodgate mm. of feelings, yes. paranoia, fear, excitement, passion. Um, I can't even explain to you the amount of emotions that's going to come open. The door, the Pandora's box is going to lift Mm -hmm. off. So make sure you have time Mm -hmm. 
Make sure you have desire to deal with all that. And if you don't, just say no, not because it's right or wrong, but I don't really have time for all those emotions. Um, That was the first advice I gave. Then the second advice is my daughter uh, did have sex and then felt bad. And I gave her a little woman power lecture. And I said, oh, for God's sake, for all the women in the world, honey, suck that up. Like, don't walk away feeling bad. Did you learn something? Did you figure something out you wanted to know? Then by amen, stand up and say, hey, I used you just as much as you used me. Mm -hmm. Um, Don't ever walk away as a victim in anything. Mm -hmm. Um, And so Mm -hmm. a lot of that, I feel like as I'm going against the society Mm -hmm. of how we are shamed and guilted by the decisions we make. Or the situations were put in. Mm-hmm. You know, you always say, well, what would you think was going to happen if you went in the bedroom and fooled around? Well, her answer was, I thought we were going to kiss. Yeah. I did. I, that's all I thought that was going to happen. Right. Well, you should have known better. There was beer involved. You know, he shut the door. No, I shouldn't have known better. Yeah. No. Um, and so I have to have those kind of conversations with, mm. with the daughters. Which is different than the sons, I think. It is very different. I love the emotional piece of it. Being emotionally ready and knowing that it's going to unleash emotions. Uh, A Pandora box of emotions that you don't even understand at 50. I'm I'm smiling (laughs) because I was thinking what you're saying. I remember when, I mean, it was my first time. Mm -hmm. And I remember going to my mom. I was a senior in high school. Um, I also got pregnant in high school, senior year, but that's a whole different conversation. (laughs) Same guy, but it was my high school sweetheart. I ended up getting married to him and having our three wonderful sons. But I remember my first time I went to my mom and I was like, I need to talk to you. Mm -hmm. I love him. Mm -hmm. I'm ready to do this. And if this results in a child or marriage or whatever, like I feel like I'm ready for that. And so you're absolutely right. For me, it was that moment. You were ready at wow. 18. I was ready at 18, but it, but I thought it through. It wasn't like, I just want to go, you know, jump on this guy. Like I thought mm-hmm. it through, like, if I do this, 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 this could possibly happen. Mm-hmm. And am I ready for this to happen? Obviously I was, cause we got yeah. married and I have yeah. two kids. Yes. But you know, yeah, absolutely. That's, that's, I was that's not great. emotionally ready to have sex until my, my current husband. And I think I was 45. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There you go. I mean, I'm yeah. going to be honest when I look yeah. at the, the, yeah. the trauma that happened young and then I really disassociated from it for so many years, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um, and thought, well, I, it's part of a relationship. I'm just going to have to do it because everybody else does. Mm-hmm. I really had a poor relationship with it until probably my current husband. Wow. I know. Go so Billy. go Billy. I bet I had to be emotional. I wasn't emotionally <laughs> ready until 45. <laughs> Billy's coming out of this podcast looking really good. Uh, he is. He's going to feel really cool about himself. Love him. He's awesome. He this awesome. kind of leads into my next question perfectly because it's around how open and transparent we are in conversations. Mm. So there's probably different levels of transparency we yeah. have with people we're just meeting, mm-hmm. people we want to be close to, mm-hmm. and then people yeah. we are close to or have long-term relationships with. Mm-hmm. But then also the family transparency in conversations. Cause I think a lot of us are like, Ooh, we're not super transparent in conversation with our families because we don't want to fight about politics or religion. Mm-hmm. How do you determine how open or how closed you're going to be in conversations? Or are you always the same regardless? Um, no, I'm not always the same. Uh, mine is energy based. So if, you know, as I'm talking to someone, if I feel like, you know, as I'm being genuine with you, you're being genuine with me, I'm good if we keep flowing that way. But as soon as I get the impression that I guess you might be, I don't know, if there's a hidden motive, behind while you are at why you're asking me certain questions mm-hmm. or want to know certain things then I'll completely cut it off but um I think everybody it's funny we were talking um I said trust up front Allison says trust should be earned we're opposite <laughs> on a lot of things and so I mm-hmm. will give you everything up front if mm-hmm. I continue to feel comfortable with the exchange and, and why we are exchanging mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm uh, I'm, I would say I'm 99.9% always transparent, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. I think it's because my personality in general is a very non-threatening personality. Um, I'm, I'm literally an adult with 
probably an eight-year-old's mind. (laughs) (laughs) Keep your heart young. I pretty much stay that way. Um, So I'm fine being that way because I, my delivery usually is very non-threatening. However, if I pick up an energy of someone that I feel they may be a threatening energy, then I, I immediately shut down. I, in conversations, I might smile and that's about it or try to change the conversation. Uh, Mm -hmm. I don't feel comfortable going in difficult conversations with argumentative people. I see no point. Yeah. Yeah. You guys both mentioned, and I'm this way too, about picking up on energy or feeling that energy from someone and then deciding if you're shutting down the conversation and changing it to just how's the weather, Mm -hmm. or if you're digging in deeper. That ability to feel and sense other people's energy mm-hmm. when you walk into a room or as you're sitting down next to them, not everyone has that. Oh, really? Well, hmm. I mean, I believe I you, have found that, yeah. not everyone has that. And mm-hmm. sometimes our energy is blocked mm. when it comes to that based mm-hmm. on maybe the person you're talking to is pretty. Maybe mm-hmm. they're famous. Mm-hmm. Maybe they're rich. Mm-hmm. Maybe they're mm-hmm. whatever. Yeah. Or mm-hmm. maybe we're not in a good place Mm -hmm. or maybe we're hurt or we're longing for attention or we're lonely. And so we Mm -hmm. ignore that energy Mm -hmm. and however that comes to us, gut feeling, chills, hot, whatever that we would normally pick up on. Mm -hmm. And I think some people just aren't in touch with who they are and who, what that energy even is and what that feels like. Yeah, mm-hmm. I see what you're saying. I think I'm too in touch with myself. <laughs> uh-huh. um, I think of myself like air. I am air. So I yeah. can go hot. I can go cold. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I'm like, ooh, I'm hot. Oh, no, I'm cold. And so I'm going up and down. So um, I, I might be paying attention to my energy as mm-hmm. much as I am to them. My yeah. husband is very earth. And Sharita and I laugh about this. Um, Billy never goes up or down. So the person's energy could be all over the place around him and he's not changing. So I'm thinking when we mentioned that you brought up something, um, very interesting, maybe I say it's somebody else's energy. Mm. Maybe it's actually my energy starts Mm. to go hot or low or down or up. And I pull away because Mm. I'm like, wow, that's interesting. My energy just changed around their presence. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And you, you do a lot of mindfulness work, meditation work, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. that's a big piece of connecting ourselves with our energy and with what we're feeling. Yes. And we lack a lot of that in our society today, in our culture today. Or maybe we have a lot of interest in things like meditation and mindfulness, but there's so much noise out here that we don't know how to make the space for it. Well, I was just talking to a student right before I arrived here, um, doing some advanced training with her. And I said, I, I believe most of us at this point that has dabbled in meditation or yoga, we understand that meditation is finding space, quieting your mind, sitting still. Um, but I think a lot of us are using meditation as maintenance. So it's mm. like I have a day that's very loud, a lot of noise, lots going on that I meditate. But the next day, it starts right back over. It's like cleaning your house. I cooked, now I have to clean the kitchen. It's all messy again. I cooked, I have to clean the kitchen. It's all messy again. So a lot of people are understanding meditation, but they're doing it as a daily maintenance instead of having really meditation that goes down deep into your depths Mm. and gives you a stronger purpose um, to your soul. So you're kind of in a meditative state all the time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Meaning how can you bring meditation into your consciousness for long periods without saying I'm just sitting still, I'm still in a meditative state. Yeah. You know, one, one of the things that, um, that once again, I'm going to go to Carlos cause he's the one I talk, I talk to him every day. He's the only person in my life that I actually talk to at, at great lengths every single day. Um, because we've developed that over time, but you know, we often say a lot of people don't want to do the work. So, you know, out we did a, a podcast and I was like, you know what? Meditation, it just doesn't really work that well for me because my mind is like a squirrel on crack most of the time. So it's like, you know, just so many things. But I think even if we take, I think, you know, as we talk, meditation is, you know, I go outside and I look at the stars at night. You know, I might stand outside and look up for five minutes and it's quiet and it's silence. My eyes don't have to be closed. And like Allison said, meditation is not necessarily about sitting down with your legs crossed, eyes closed. You can get to a point in life where you can meditate in many different ways. Mm -hmm. 
Um, you know, so I meditate in that way. I would go, I know it's tree hugger, but I would go exchange energy with a tree. I would, you know, so to me, those are my moments of meditation because I have a hard time sitting down, getting my mind to quiet long enough to do that. So I have to look for those moments where I can. But to me, that comes back to doing the work, you know, mm-hmm. um, I know you've done so much work because you don't mean I've excelled. Well, no, what I'm saying, but you rolled Might mean sleeves, I'm a slow learner. You rolled your sleeves up and actually put in, you know, the the time to at least get to those points and those places. So for me, I think it's just about really doing the work to get to the point where you understand yourself, your energy, and connect with other people. So, mm. you know, even my dad, my dad, who I think was the greatest human to ever walk the earth. And I tell people other than Jesus Christ and Mother Teresa, and my dad was third. Um, but my dad was a very quiet man, but my dad was a man who was in touch with everything, but he didn't talk a lot. He observed mm. a lot of things and a lot of people. He didn't talk a lot. And that tells me that he was often in meditation. And I saw a lot of that when he was dying from lung cancer, how he would meditate and read and sit in mm-hmm. quiet and silence, even though he didn't practice yoga, mm-hmm. you know? So, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, there are so many ways to get to that point. We just have to be willing to, to do the work whenever we have the time to do it. Yes. I mean, I, I believe that you have to prefer divine's presence over the outside world, mm-hmm. even when you're in the outside world. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. How do we diffuse these conversations that are turning into arguments that are turning into, Mm -hmm. if you don't believe what I believe, we can't even be friends because we're, we're getting that divided in some spheres of our culture and, and specifically politically, and this isn't necessarily a political podcast, but Mm -hmm. how can it be that if you vote for this person, I can't be your friend. Mm-hmm. I don't think that way mm-hmm. personally. Mm-hmm. I might be like, "Ooh, here's why I think you're wrong," mm-hmm. but I can still be your friend no matter how you vote mm-hmm. if um, your other values align with mine. Yeah, I feel like everybody has inflated uh, educations all of a sudden. Mm. Everyone believes they've done their research and have an expansive knowledge base, and it's foolish. Um, because we don't, we are not politicians. Most of us, most of us do not dance in this arena, have never held a job in, in these forms. Um, and I'm amazed at the amount of recline. What do they call that coaching from the reclining? What reclining? Oh, armchair, quarterback. armchair quarterbacks yeah. mm-hmm. that are out there discussing, like we're all having these brilliant minds. I like to admit right up the front that I am not educated I don't know what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. I cannot engage with you. I'm not smart enough. Mm-hmm. I wish I was, but I'm not. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I just go ahead and admit that because yeah. I don't know how to what, what they may be saying is true or not. Mm-hmm. Um, I may believe that. That's number one. Number two, I love to tell people you have every right to your stupid beliefs, <laughs> just like I have every right to my stupid beliefs. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then I leave it at that. Yeah. Because... I, I think um, I think we're trying to force difficult conversations again. Yeah. I really think that's what's happening. I think everybody's trying so hard to say, we need to have these, we need to have these. No, we don't. Mm. We don't. There's yeah. no reason to have them. First of all, most of us aren't educated enough to be having them. Yeah, I always... That's a very good point. Yeah, I mean, I always it's I always tell, like, my, my best friend... 29 years, and I noticed because my oldest son is 30, and we've been friends a year less than he's, you know, than he was one. But I always say every morning, I want to wake up being an idiot. Mm-hmm. I want to <laughs> just remove everything I thought I knew. Mm-hmm. And when I wake up in the morning, that way, when somebody tells me something new of themselves, mm-hmm. I'm not sitting here and being like, oh, you know, you're an asshole, or mm-hmm. you're mm-hmm. this, or you're that. Like, I just want to relearn it, even though it's something I may have heard, mm-hmm. I want to hear it again from your perspective. Sure. Because I think you, I think everybody's important and everybody has something of value to share. So yes. Yeah. And I'm not going to argue with my surgeon about the right way to take out my appendix if I haven't gone to damn med school. No. <laughs> <laughs> Correct. Correct. So yes. I'm be like, hey, Correct. I might yeah. ask three different surgeons. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to be completely stupid, mm-hmm. but I'm not going to argue what I think is better if I don't hold that same level of education Mm -hmm. what are the best practices you guys use to diffuse those tense situations whether it's conversations with family about 
political issues that are divisive or whether it's uh, with friends or with colleagues or coworkers when issues come up. And are, are there any topics of conversation that would come up that you would like, I need, I want to get in that fight. I want to get in that fight as far as saying you're wrong. I'm not going to tolerate this. I need to insert my opinion. The only times I've ever felt that I needed to jump in a fight was when it concerned my sons Mm -hmm. or my nieces or my nephews. And I, and I wanted to jump into those fights when they were younger because it was from a place of guidance not because I wanted to prove a point or anything of that nature. And it's funny now because even my my middle son, um, Tiger, like he's going to school and he's doing some things. And he before I left today, he said something to me. And I was like, you know what? Mm-hmm. But it was something I told him to do two years ago. And he's coming around doing it now. So I could jump in and say, well, you know what? I told you. But I'm like, okay, yeah, glad you glad you got to this point. So I'm not, I don't look to get into, I have my opinions on everything. Who doesn't? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Who doesn't? I just don't think my opinion is important enough to speak it whenever I have an opportunity to do so. I just don't think it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm passive aggressive. Um <laughs> <laughs> Hello. Let me introduce myself. And so and I'm very honest. Yes, so I'm honest. very honest about that. And I work on that every day because I may go a series of not talking and just staying quiet and staying quiet and staying quiet and staying quiet. And then I blow. Mm-hmm. Um, and I probably, I don't think that's good advice to anyone um, is staying passive, passive, passive and blowing. So I, my, I do try, though, I do try to disengage from anything that I feel is an unnecessary conversation, especially if it involves my children. Mm-hmm. If it involves my children and I really think you're saying something that's completely out of whack, I'm, I'm just not even going to engage with you. Why? You're wasting my time. You're wasting my breath. So I'm probably going to stay passive with that until you haven't picked up on my gift of being passive because I feel like passive aggressive is a gift. (laughs) (laughs) And I have gifted you my my passiveness multiple times. Like, have you not seen? Like, pick it up. I've given it to you. It was a wonderful gift. And after the fifth or sixth time, and I think you've taken advantage of my passiveness, Mm -hmm. then I might have to go aggressive. Uh Uh-huh. So that's how I view passive aggressive. (laughs) (laughs) I'm asking these questions because I think we're not having conversations about the conversations we're having. Mm -hmm. And we're all, we're, we're making assumptions about, Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. About how we are divided. And we're, we're not actually, because at least in my experience, the people that I'm talking to or meeting or mm-hmm. wherever it may be at yoga, wherever. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And we start talking. It's like, oh, well, y- yeah. I mean, I, I voted for this person or I think this or whatever, but no, you're right. Like, yeah, I agree with that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like we're mm-hmm. on the same page there. And it seems like everyone is here in the middle, just wanting to talk yes. about everything and actually yes. learn something. Mm-hmm. But no one's going, Hey, why are we fighting? Do you fight? Do you shun people because they don't agree with you do you and i think the more we hear people that we and i would say i look up to you guys from a podcasting perspective from the views and mm-hmm. the advice you've shared on your podcast oh, thank you. yeah. and so we're not having conversations with people we admire and being like well what do you think like mm-hmm. you're out there talking to a ton mm-hmm. of people mm-hmm. what are the people you're talking to saying because we only create change or change out in the media or out mm-hmm. in how mm-hmm. the world is perceived if we're talking about what's actually happening, kind of like underground here, like mm-hmm. out of the spotlight. I avoid arguments at all costs. Yeah. I mean, and I mean that in a, in a, in a serious way. Mm-hmm. I do. I avoid arguments at all cost. Um, that is not to say I do not state my beliefs very clearly, very articulate. Um, I'm pretty like in right out. I am a humanitarian. I'm for human rights. Um, you, I'm not okay with any type of race comment, gender comments, um, sexual orientation comments. I, I, I mean, I'm very clear. If I hear it, I don't, I don't, I'm not that passive. I will say right. 
Nope, mm-hmm. not okay with that. Just going to go ahead and put that down. Like, I'm not trying to say you can't have that, whoop, that belief or that. I, I hit the mic. That's okay. <laughs> I like to do that. I get animated. I get excited. Okay. Um, I, it's not that I allow things to be said that I think that are inappropriate in my world, mm-hmm. but it may not be inappropriate in their world. Mm-hmm. I'm okay with that, but I'm saying while we're sharing this space, I want you to know that that's not okay in the space we're sharing. Mm-hmm. I'm not telling you you can't believe that. I'm not telling you that that's wrong. I'm just letting you know that makes me uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. If they continue, huh, we were just talking about this. Yeah. I usually remove myself from the situation, but I'm not going to engage in an argument. Yeah. What's the point? Mm-hmm. Uh, a podcast that will release next week on difficult conversations. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, because we think that, not we think, I mean, from my experience, from Allison's experience, and I'm sure we're not the only people, that people want to have conversations that are meaningful, but they don't know how to have difficult conversations. Either they're uncomfortable, they might think they may say the wrong thing, they might offend. Um, but I don't, I don't think any conversation is off topic or off limits. I'm just clear on how far I want to go into the conversation. Mm-hmm. I mean, the, the conversation, it might be like, hey, Sharita, what do you think about? And I'd be like, mm, no thoughts. That might, that might be the, the depth that I go into that conversation. Or, you know, I may go in deeper. It depends on, you know, if there's something that I feel like I have to say that's going to lend to the conversation and not cause the division or anything of that nature. But I think people want to have that com- those conversations. And something Allison said is, is very, that I learned from her. Cause I think we're constantly learning from each other. Cause after the end of each podcast, we're like, Oh my God, you know, you said this and you know, it makes sense to me. Um, you do need to be able to say up front, I'm not comfortable with this. I'm going to, you know, this, this is not something I want to talk about. You don't have to participate. You don't, if you get into a difficult conversation, you don't have to stay into it, into the, in the conversation. Um, you can press the, the stop or the no button. You can. Yeah. But here's, you know, there's something else we talk about in the difficult conversation. You, this is something that I, it's an eye opener, I think, for many people. You can hold multiple points of views in your own head. Yes. Woo! Yeah. You can see yes. multiple points of views. Mm-hmm. You can do that. That seems shocking, but you can hold multiple points of views that are both parties. Mm -hmm. You can hold multiple points of views in religion. Mm -hmm. You can hold multiple points of view and it's okay. Mm -hmm. Oh, wow. And I also think (laughs) it was something you said too. I also think that we also need to hold space for those things that we don't have an opinion about or we don't know enough about. Hold space and let somebody dump that in there. Yeah. You might go back and look at it later, but you know what? Just because they, I don't have to have a reaction or no. an opinion because they said this, I'd be like, you know what? Let mm-hmm. me go, let me go dig deeper when mm-hmm. I'm ready. Mm-hmm. But, um, I agree. but yeah, I think the more we do have, um, space for different outlooks on different things, I think it really minimizes that division mm-hmm. that we have with other people too. Sure. I can, yeah. I can sit and hold a other point of view and see validity in it. Mm-hmm. Might not choose it, but I can see validity. Might not in agree it. with it or sure. think, yeah, absolutely. You guys said so many great things in there that I'm like scribbling notes, even just <laughs> for myself to think about later. But one thing yeah. you said, Allison, about the, and this was maybe even the question before about if I don't know about it and I'm not educated on it, this is not my arena to be debating these topics. And that's mm. something that I've been saying a lot lately because so much of the debate in our culture are things that go back in history. Mm -hmm. So you have to go back to, and I I love history and I'm a Mm -hmm. history buff and I love to drop Mm -hmm. like little fun history facts or be like, well, what George Washington meant was (laughs) what he said. Like that's fun for me. Um, and I I read a lot of history, but so I feel comfortable talking about that because I can go, cool, that's what's happening now, mm-hmm. but let's go back to pre-World War II oh. and talk about what led up to that. That's and huge. that's how that relates to what we're talking to now. Mm-hmm. So I think that's, that's a really huge. important thing that you said. Mm-hmm. Like maybe if you're not educated on the topic, mm-hmm. don't throw your hat into this ring. It's just like mm-hmm. ad- advice. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, because I, me too, like there's times I get into something I'm like, 
oh man, I wish I knew a whole lot more about this. Mm -hmm. Right. I'm just going to slowly back into this bush and hope nobody notices I'm leaving because (laughs) I don't know as much as I should. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, so I love that you said that because I Mm -hmm. think that's, that's huge. Educate yourself. History does matter. Mm -hmm. Um, especially if you're going to try to talk about a lot of things that are happening now, but then also what both of you are saying of, being able to hold multiple views and relate to other people is that old axiom of like walking in someone else's shoes Mm -hmm. that I feel like we've almost forgotten Uh about that phrase. Yes. I agree. I haven't heard anyone say that in a long time. Like take a walk in my shoes or take a walk in someone else's shoes. And holy cow, if there was ever a time we need to do that, it's now. I do something that's maybe a little gross to people, but if you can imagine taking all of us from the bottom of our feet and just pulling straight up through the middle and we're inside out. Yeah. Mm. Like we would look at each other and not even know anything other than we're all looking the same. Right. Right. So when you do that, if you try and keep that in mind, when somebody's Mm. talking to you, the deeper part is what's on the inside, what's coming out of their mouth or their level of education or, you know, whatever they experience. It's just, um, as we're, no, it's an accumulation of your memories and what you already heard. Mm-hmm. So it's not really. It's not even true. Yeah. Half, 90% yeah. that you're sitting around running out of your mouth wasn't even true in the first place. Mm-hmm. No. I mean, and, seriously, and you didn't even remember it correctly. And it's something, <laughs> right. and it's something right. somebody else said. Yeah, you heard yeah, something you I, heard somebody else said. I know. Said. Right. So it's like it's nonsense talk. And it's, it really yeah. is what we're doing. We're sitting around a whole bunch of us having nonsense talk about things that don't even really exist and they're made up. Yeah. Institutions are made up, people, by the way. Yeah. They don't yeah. even really exist. It's just like in in. <laughs> Elementary school, all human the, creations. Yeah. yeah, yeah. When they do that little thing in elementary school, where somebody says something here, and by the time it gets to the end, totally, it's nothing. But this is what we're regurgitating Absolutely. now, based on what actually happened many, many years ago. So we're just talking gibberish. In we are yeah. in a childhood play that we made up and then made our own flyers and pamphlets and our own stuff and said it was really a play, but it was really just a bunch of kids that stood up on a stage. And there's so many unconscious biases or because of there's in, I'm sure someone listening will know what I'm talking about and know the exact uh, experiment, if you will. Mm-hmm. And maybe you guys have heard this before, but this gentleman was giving a lecture and it may even have been on criminal justice. And I want to say it was back in the thirties or forties, maybe the fifties, but he had someone run in and, and I think there's multiple ones. I think there's one professor did as well, but has someone run in, threaten they're going to shoot somebody run back out Mm -hmm. every, you know, people are under chairs. They're calling the cops They're you know, whatever. And then he stops it and goes, what did that person look like? Oh, yes. Right. What was that person wearing? And they're like, he was wearing a hat. Well, just because men of this time wear hats doesn't mean that the person that just ran in here wore a hat. Mm -hmm. And you got every color of shirt, every color of pant this person Mm -hmm. was wearing. And so that happened to everybody in the room. The same thing happened. The fact is this guy ran in, said this, like he knows because he has Mm -hmm. the script and he's wearing the clothes. Mm -hmm. Right. But everybody in there saw something different and most people got something wrong, Mm -hmm. if not at all wrong. Correct. And that's like... Mm-hmm. what we go through life doing all of life yes. yeah every single <laughs> thought in your head that you've ever witnessed was based off of the disposition you were in that day mm-hmm. so us three i could be in a fiery uh anxious uh, disposition you could be in a sad disposition and sharita could be in a cool disposition and somebody could come in and throw a book at us if I'm fiery, I'm going to throw the book back. If you're sad, you're going to be like, why is everybody always so mean to me? And Sharita's probably going to be like, hey, I thought it was funny and I don't even remember it. Yeah. Yep. Now, years later, we go to talk about it. And then we're going to argue about what just happened with the person who threw the book in the room. Mm-hmm. But the one thing that remains I love true that. I love is that story. somebody came in a room and threw the book. That was it. <laughs> all we have, it. Yeah. All we have is what's happening in Correct. that moment. Like even now. I can't tell you what you said five minutes ago or I said five minutes ago. If you could have a one-on-one conversation with anyone living or dead, mm-hmm. and I'm sure there's not just one, but mm-hmm. who comes to your mind first and why? Ooh, Allison, take that one. Well, we all know that, of course, I have to be with a queen. So I think it would be ridiculous not to sit with Queen Elizabeth. Um, I feel like that needs to be number one. And the then, queen is very underrated. I don't understand why too, she like, should be the highest rated person in the world. People understand. 
I the incredible panicking. job she's done. And I'm panicking that people are not asking her enough questions right now. Like that's actually a real panic for me. Yeah. All right, I've got a second really okay, fast sorry. because I know it's it's not real, but I would love to have a conversation with Yoda. I just want to put that out there. I really feel like I could learn so much from Yoda. Okay, go ahead, Sharita. <laughs> Everyone knows that's true. Everyone knows that's true. Okay. <laughs> okay. You're thinking about it right now, but go ahead. Give me your person. Can I, I got to give you my fictitious person first. Oh, you've got okay. a fictitious person I too? I love that. Yeah. It's not really a person's name, but if okay. I, if one, don't come visit me because it would scare the shit out of me. <laughs> if I could talk to you, I would love it. Uh-huh. Um, a vampire from back in the day. Ah, uh, you yeah. know, that's my thing. Yeah, I know. You, you know, want like a thing. twilight conversation. Well, kind of yeah. because, I mean, they've spanned so many lifetimes and mm-hmm. they can tell about so many people mm-hmm. and things. Mm-hmm. And so if they do come, yeah. you would like them to introduce themselves outside of the window to tell you that they're there to talk to you in an interview yes. and then come in. No, no, you, I don't want to invite them in because once you do, they, once you invite them, they can come in. Oh, I yeah, see. You oh, you want to talk through the window. Oh, yeah. We're, okay, we're okay, okay. I'm glad we cleared that up. All right, who's your real person? Um, you know what? My real person, I would say, um, actually my real person would be Mother Teresa. Yeah. Mm. Because I really think in the, in the quiet moments, she had some stuff to say. Mm-hmm. We saw mm-hmm. her, you know, when she was of service, mm-hmm. but then towards the latter years, she even had questions and doubts. Yes, so yes, my thing did. is when you were in those moments, and I just want to, I would just want to sit down and, cause I really think she had a sense of humor, but nobody could see that. Mm-hmm. And we she had a lot we of, could pull it out. I think she had a lot of doubt too. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She's yeah. a very complex person too. She yeah. is. That deserves more attention, like more investigation. Like I would. Yeah. Yeah. And like, like, like the, like a queen, mm-hmm. you have to, if you have to keep yourself. The back, queen. The Queen. Okay, my bad. Just make sure we make sure you keep my the, bad. I'm so the. sorry. <laughs> the is important. The queen. Yeah. yeah. The queen. <laughs> um, if you have to keep yourself that restricted, uh-huh. that confined, mm-hmm. what was your outlet? Cause you have to have one. Mm-hmm. And if mm-hmm. she didn't have one, let me be it. So we can laugh and, mm-hmm. and, and enjoy that together. Yes. Yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. I love that you guys brought seriousness and light and laughter and joy to the podcast today. And I love that we started this off talking about those three circles you guys drew. And I feel like you guys embodied that on this podcast today. And I see you guys embody it on your podcast. So one, thank you for coming Two, what do you guys want to leave us with knowing today? What's, what's Mm. a word out to your listener, to our listeners, to your listeners, what would you like to leave them with today? Mm. Oh, wow. It's a, it's a word. No, it can be a, a word oh, phrase, yeah. blessing, whatever you mm. want to leave with our listeners today. Wow. I can, I can go. You go. Okay. Take it. Thank you. First of all, for having us on your podcast. I think mm-hmm. what you're doing is amazing because you're telling the stories behind the story. And I'm all about that. What I would love for our listeners to, to know, um, is that, it is okay to be yourself. Um, it, it's gonna sometimes it's gonna come with a lot of shit. Just keeping it real. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, it's okay to be yourself because we only got one shot at this thing. And you know what? The sooner you realize that and become who you are and live that life, the more joy you're gonna have. And I'm all about joy. So li- please listen to both podcasts. Because what we're doing is important, and it's important because we are about mental well-being, and that starts with being honest to yourself and true to yourself. So that's my two cents. I love that. I would like to say thank you. Thank because you. this was fun. It I don't even feel like I'm on a podcast. It was, I know. I'm I, 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 dawned. And, yeah. and, and I think you're super cool mm-hmm. in Thank so you. many ways. And yes. I think you're meant to do this. Um, you, you just, you're just easy. You're easy to, to hang out with and to so be true. around. Very true. Um, and I hope you know deeply if the only thing I leave today with is how amazing of a human being you are. Oh, thank um, you. I, I don't really hang out with people. Um, I hang out with imaginary people. 
and me because she has to. And Sharita. Yeah. Now because I have to. I've made her my business wife. Um, so now I'm like in this commitment and, you know, I'm, I take my commitment serious. You do. You but do. outside of like those things, I hang out really with just imaginary people. Mm-hmm. And you're fabulous. You I mean, are. absolutely fabulous as a human being. Just everything about you. Thank you. So I think that's what I want to leave the world with. That's love. Oh my yeah. gosh. Beautiful. Thank you so yeah. much. Yeah. That was beautiful. You guys are such a joy and I, I can't wait to do this again. Be sure to follow the Yatra sisters wherever you listen to podcasts and check them out on Instagram for episode previews and upcoming workshops. Thank you for being a listener of Conversation Mill. The podcast is growing but we need your continued support in the form of comments, likes, and subscriptions. If you've enjoyed even one episode, please take two minutes to comment under the episode or the podcast itself, or rate the podcast. Hitting the subscribe button wherever you listen to the podcast helps tremendously. Every like and subscribe helps me support local businesses and local nonprofits by giving them a platform to tell their stories. Together, we can foster the understanding, diversity, and economies that make our individual communities flourish, while creating our own community here at Conversation Mill. Also, you can join us at conversationmill.substack.com, where you can become a member and receive weekly member-only content, including member-only episodes. I look forward to sharing a new conversation with you next week, and as always, thank you for your support.